0: Hey friend, I've created a new training and companion workbook for you that will help you ditch those limiting beliefs that keep you stuck and create the confidence you crave. It's 22 minutes of pure gold that moves you to the next level of success in your career or business. Just go to my website, barbarchurchill.com and click the start here tab in the upper right-hand corner. Enter your name and email and you'll have instant access to this life-changing information. It's that simple. Go get it. You are listening to Episode 67 of the Create What You Crave Podcast, the one where I show you how to let go and trust. It's really important. Welcome to the Create What You Crave Podcast, a place for creating the self-confidence you need to be your best self as a leader at work and in life. If you want to bring more authenticity, more boldness, more clarity, and more fun to your world, this is the place for you. I'm your host, Barbara Churchill. Here we go. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, happy day. We are together again. Now, I'm sure you're noticing, maybe you're not, I don't know, but you're noticing that we're a day late. And that's because I have caught quite a cold. I'll talk about that in a minute. So, uh, my apologies for how my voice sounds. But I'm back from a whirlwind trip to Nashville where I spoke to a group in the medical profession about imposter syndrome and the impact it has on doctors and nurses and pretty much everyone who works in medicine. Now, I wasn't even there 24 hours, but it was so fun. I got to meet some of the attendees the night before my speech while I was scoping out the room you know, and how it was arranged, and they were all very excited for the topic and eager to learn how to cope with this particular kind of self-doubt. They were also eager to learn how to let it go. So that's kind of my topic for today, letting go. And I have had such opportunities in the last few days to deal with this. Now, when I was in Nashville, I ate dinner in the hotel restaurant. And if you know me well, you know I hate eating alone. Truly, I absolutely hate it. I'd rather have room service and dine by my than dine by myself in a restaurant. I really would. But a close friend of mine challenged me to do it and have fun doing it, so I promised her I would. And you know what happened? I had a blast. I asked to be seated in a quiet area so I could relax and read my book, and I was shown to this high-top counter at the end of this like see-through kitchen, you know, where you can see all the flames happening and everybody cooking. And I liked that rather than being in the middle of the action. So I settled in, ordered my food, which was really fabulous. And I had a great night. I had good conversations with the chef. He came and visited me a couple of times, check on my meal. I had a great server and a fabulous dessert. I read my book. It was really fun. I was there over an hour. Now, I'm telling you this because I decided to let go of the belief that eating alone is bad and uncomfortable. And embraced my newfound belief that eating alone can be enjoyable and even fun. Then on the plane ride back to Minneapolis, I was seated next to a man who shared that he experienced high anxiety levels when he flies. And he really can't handle delays. So what do you think happened on this flight? It was delayed due to a mechanical issue. So he began to get very agitated And I just leaned over and said, hey, you know, I'm here to help if I can. And he looked at me and he goes, well, how can you help? And I said, well, I'm a leadership and life coach and I'm good at listening and I'm good at asking key questions. And his demeanor changed right away. He was so thrilled. And within a few minutes, his anxiety level really came down. Now, why do you think that is? Well, first, it was because I was engaging in conversation with him, and it had nothing to do with his anxiety or the problem. And he happened to just let go of his worry. Even for that short period of time, he let go. And I have had a day today recording this, my friends. This cold has taken me, and it's taken my voice. So Today's the first day I've had a voice. So I thought, all right, I'm running to my office. I'm going to record this episode, get it out before I have my coughing fits and I got through it all, but discovered when I listened to the replay that my computer didn't use the correct microphone. So I had to scrap that, have my tech people look at this. And four hours later, now I'm recording. And my brain did some mental gymnastics around how bad this was and how was I, I was going to be late and how unprofessional. And, but I chose not to listen to Ursula. We all know the inner critic in our head. Mine is Ursula. And I decided to let it all go. And I'm telling you this because letting go is sometimes the only way to keep your sanity and get anything done. Life is going to throw curveballs. And if we get too married to what we think the outcome should be, and it doesn't go that way, then we cause ourselves a lot of unnecessary stress. So it got me thinking about what letting go really is all about let me ask you this. Are you holding on to stuff or people you don't need anymore and don't serve you? Is letting go about detaching with love? Is it controlling? Is it a control thing? Which I really think it is. I mean, when we're hanging on to stuff and we can't let go of it, it's all about control, right? I mean, we're human. So I want to look at this a little bit more, letting go when I first think of this, I think of falling. I don't know why, but I think of like I'm letting go of the trapeze handle and I'm falling to my death. So clearly that's pretty dramatic, but I do think of falling. And I'm not sure why, because it's not like as a kid I had any huge falls, you know, after on a bike or anything like that. But, and then I started thinking maybe it's not actually about falling down physically, maybe it's about falling down emotionally. And I really think that's more on target. Have you wondered how to let go? To really let go of something, you have to release it from your grasp, so to speak. Holding on to something or someone so tightly takes an enormous amount of energy and it is so draining, right? So I want you to ask yourself. Why you feel you need to do this? Why do you need to hang on to this particular topic or situation or person? How is it enhancing your life or the life of the person to which you're directing your attention? And what do you imagine you will lose if you release your grip? These are things to journal on. And notice that we usually think negative outcomes to letting go. Things won't go the way I want them. Or he'll leave me, or she won't do it the way I want it done if I don't keep on top of her. It's a lot of responsibility and work to try to keep everyone and everything on a short leash, isn't it? And my brain goes to, but this is wrong and I have to do something about it. But I'm here to tell you, it's also exhausting. I'm getting tired just thinking about all the things that I've done personally around hanging on. And letting go is really the only healthy option. We just got to release it. We got to pry open our fingers and let it go, whatever it is. And in releasing it, you need to trust. I mean, you need to trust that you're not going to fall. And I'm telling you, that T word, trust, you know, we control freaks have a hard time with that word. Have you ever seen that trust exercise? You know, the one where somebody stands And then there's somebody behind them or a small group of people behind them. And then they just fall back trusting that somebody's going to catch them. They can't see the outcome, right? They don't know for sure. They just fall back. In life, that's called faith. And I'm not talking about religion. In order to trust, you need to have some faith too, right? Those are two huge things. But it all comes down to that. Faith doesn't just happen overnight, neither does trust. You got to think of it like a muscle that has to be strengthened every single day, and we have to use it every single day. The more you use your faith, the stronger it will become. The more you trust, the stronger that muscle will become. But start out small and give yourself time. This is big stuff, and it takes a lot of practice. So I implore you to be patient with yourself. Because if you fall back, you can start again. I found this quote by Emmanuel Tenney. It's, I don't know if it's Tenney or Teeny, um, And he said, as your faith is strengthened, you will find that there is no longer the need to have a sense of control. That things will flow as they will. And that you will flow with them to your great delight and benefit. And I would add to the great delight and benefit of other people, especially those to whom your attention is being directed, right? So what are you willing to let go of? Have you thought about this lately? I certainly have with everything that's been going on this first six months of this year. It has been a tough one for me personally. Let me know what you are re- willing to let go of. Send me an email at hello at com. I want to keep track of this. I want to see how you're doing. And I've decided to let go of a lot of issues in my personal life that are big and have taken up so much of my time and energy over the years. I can't change them. And now I must release them for my own sanity and my own benefit and my own moving forward. Is it hard? Oh, man, damn straight it is. And I'm so worth it. So let go of your fear and your judgments and your worry. Just let it go. And I'm going to end this podcast with a poem that I found, which I think is excellent for this topic. It's called, She Let Go. She let go without a thought or a word. She let go. She let go of fear. She let go of the judgments. She let go of the confluence of opinions swarming around her head. She let go of the committee of indecision within her. She let go of all the right reasons wholly and completely without hesitation or worry. She let go. She didn't ask for anyone's advice. She didn't need to read a book and how to let go. She didn't research or search the scriptures. She just let go. She let go of all of the memories that held her back. She let go of all the anxiety that kept her from moving forward. She let go of the planning and all of the calculations about how to do it just right. She didn't promise to let go. She didn't journal about it. She didn't write the projected date on her date timer. She made no public announcement and put no ad in the paper. She didn't check the weather report or read her daily horoscope. She just let go. She didn't analyze whether she should let go. She didn't call her friends to discuss the matter. She didn't do a five-step spiritual mind treatment. She didn't call the prayer line. She didn't utter one word. She just let go. No one was around when it happened. There was no applause or congratulations. No one thanked her or praised her. No one noticed a thing. Like a leaf falling from a tree, she just let go. There was no effort. There was no struggle. It wasn't good and it wasn't bad. It was what it was. And it is just that. In the space of letting go, she let it all be. A small smile came over her face. A light breeze blew through her. And the sun and the moon shone forever. Don't you love that poem? That's by the Reverend Sapphire Rose. I just love that. I wish I could embody that. This is what I'm working on right now. Seriously, my next level of growth. So let me know what you're letting go of. I really, let's do this together, my friends. And until next time, remember, I believe in you.